Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Hoopercast. This is episode 270. And uh, tonight we're talking about Project Power. And we're also talking about Cuties, uh, which Hooper saw. And, uh, you know, there you go. There you go. And we'll talk about uh, the the fierce uh, environment surrounding that film and everything going on with it uh, culturally, but also the merits of the story itself and uh, whether or not it has any or uh, or not. That's a double negative. And this is the Hooper cast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. Uh, we got uh, kind of a full, foolish plate tonight, uh, so I want to get right into a couple of knickknacks that me and Dustin want to talk about tonight. Um, Knickknack, paddywhack. As we get started, um, so uh, they cast She Hulk over the weekend. They did. That was cool uh, that they did that. <laughs> that they did that. I liked, yes. I liked when I like when they do that. Then they cast yes. people. Um, and so they've cast Tatiana Maslany, uh, in the lead role for mm-hmm. what's her name? Jennifer Walters. Is that her name? Yeah. yeah. So not much to say about this except, uh, I mean, did you, I mean this, I mean, <laughs> does this news piss you off for any reason whatsoever? Not at all. No. Okay. Good. <laughs> for, um, for a numerous reasons. Uh, I, I like Tatiana Maslany. I, I have not seen orphan black. Yeah. I, um, I haven't either. But uh, I hear it's great. I do hear it's um, great. But um, my only experience with her is uh, on Parks and Rec. Weirdly, oh, she was, um, was she on part with is like a like yeah, a, she did a couple episodes, oh, like two okay. or three episodes, and um, and so yeah, that that's the only real experience I have watching her on screen. But she's good, and um, and I have so that's reason number one. Reason number two is I just have very little interest in She-Hulk. So I've like traditionally, I just don't care about it. So, okay, cool. (laughs) You cast a good actress to play a part. I don't particularly care about. Sure. That's fine. Yeah. You're on your way to making me care about it. Uh, Keep keep going. You you got, you you got where you work cut out for you, but I'm, I'm starting to care about this a little bit. Yes. Correct. Um, yeah, I, I, um, I'm interested in, I mean, I'm just happy to have some sort of Marvel news, you know? Um, so yeah, sure. it was, it was cool that they finally announced this casting and it's weird because like everyone, everyone, not everyone, people I think tend to tend to believe that when they announced the casting, like the deal was done yesterday, like she just signed yeah. the papers. It's like, right. in reality, they've, they've probably begun principal photography, um, <laughs> or possibly already shot the series. So, right. Um, uh, depending on when the the casting, so I, I'm I'm interested to see um, who goes on because yeah. it'll only build buzz for the show. Um, you know, these Disney Plus Marvel series are kind of you know up in the air right now because of the pandemic, and it's sort of thrown off the whole release schedule. And um, which is uh, these shows are a big reason that I signed up for Disney Plus, and and mm-hmm. uh, so hearing that they would be delayed indefinitely kind of sucked, even though I love the Mandalorian and I'm really glad that that's coming out. That trailer, uh, dropped whatever a few days ago too. That looked awesome. Yeah. Um, and, uh, um, so it was kind of encouraging to see, to just hear any bit of news about any of the Marvel shows. Cause 
Falcon and the Winter Soldier is wasn't finished shooting apparently, so that was supposed to have premiered um, this fall, and it's it's now fall it's, basically. Yeah, and it's so, still and shooting, it's, and it's still shooting. So it's like, all right, we're not going to get that. And so it was cool to get this little piece of casting news, and um, and I think yeah. some people were stupidly saying like she doesn't seem like the right. Like she seems kind of small to play She Hulk. <laughs> have they just, have they seen Mark yeah. Ruffalo? Do you understand what the concept of this 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 monster is? Right. Um. So, the only thing that someone brought up that I'm I I tend to be in agreement with is you know She Hulk typically in the comics once she becomes uh you know Hulk she remains as such. Yeah. But because of money, Disney's probably going to find a way to have her be able to toggle it. Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how they justify that, I suppose, and why she would choose sure. one or the other. Um, right. So there's that. And then, so I was like, oh, cool. That'll sustain me for a little bit. And then like th- this morning, uh, the WandaVision, um, the next WandaVision trailer dropped as well. Yeah. And uh, and I think that looks very interesting. Yeah, I do too. And I keep hearing analysis about that as well. And people are finally going like, you know, this might be a... Um, an, an illusion she creates in her mind to, to, you know, to try and desperately, you know, get vision back. And it's like, man, I've been saying that since the beginning. Like right, I, I thought right. that was obvious, but people are like, maybe they're not really in the fifties or this, I'm just seeing this, yeah, these duh. weird comments. Like, well, how's the mind stone there? How's vision alive? He's not. Yeah. He's not. Yeah. This is, right. this is an elaborate construct. Oh, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I was talking about this today, actually, because, um, you know, that's what everybody wants to talk about is this trailer and mm-hmm. what did you think? And um, and I, I thought it looked really cool. I mean, it looks like something different at the very least. So, mm-hmm. like, if you're one of those people that just has not gotten on board with the MCU, this might be a chance for you to latch on to something because it's a series, not a movie. Yeah. Um, and so that's already just inherently different in, in terms of its medium. And then and then add to that this uh, weird, trippy kind of... Uh, sitcom-y thing yeah um, i think i think that it's just different tonally yep it, it feels a little more like a psychological thriller than what marvel has done so far and so um this may be a, a jumping on point for you but i think most importantly um in in the wake of avengers endgame and then you know spider-man far from home you you have to with the mcu you have to do something different you 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 can't rest on your laurels at this point and just do like keep doing what you've been doing because now we've talked about this before it's sort of like season one is over so now we're going into season two and the idea is you you can't just do season one again like here's another big bad and we're going to uh you know stop him from doing whatever um that, that that's been done and it's been done very well so now you have to do something a little different and so yeah for me the thing that i'm looking most forward to is is this and dr strange and how those two might sort of dovetail into one another. Yeah. Um, we know that uh, Wanda will play a part in Doctor Strange 2. Um, and so, I, I don't know. I think that'll be a cool little thing. I What I've often wondered is whether or not this will set Wanda up to be a villain in 
in Doctor Strange uh, into the multiverse or whatever they're calling it. Um, uh, I don't know. Multiverse of Madness, I think it is. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So I don't know what they're going to do with it, but but it's cool and it's psychological and it's trippy and it's weird and it's like a little dose of sitcoms throughout the decades. And um, I don't know. I think that's kind of cool. I agree. And uh, I'm, I'm really... I'm, I'm really I, I'm in agreement with you. I'm, I'm interested in seeing a series that, as far as I can tell, is not built around any any like particular sort of antagonist. It's it's built around yeah. exploring character and exploring concept. And it's very surreal and very uh, just yeah. very, very different and very, uh, very interesting. And yeah. and, it, and it there's a, I think there's a comic called House of M that's mm-hmm. uh, where where Wanda creates some sort of alternate reality or something. Um, or something like that. And I, I I don't know if this is drawn from that or whatever, and it's not even really the point, but, but, um, I, I do like the idea that like whatever in the wake of, you know, I mean, vision dies and then like a few seconds later she dies and then she comes back and immediately fights and then attends Mm. a funeral and then we don't see her. So she's had a relatively short time to process her grief. And I think that, you know, somehow or another, this whole world gets created. And, um, I just, I'm not sure exactly how it happens or or why, or what happens in the wake of it, or if she does something. And I mean, she, if she can create a reality, she can create a reality, you know? Right. So is this an elaborate dream world or does she do something? Does she, can, can she resurrect vision you know not i don't know yeah. can she resurrect him and bring him back to right. life like i don't i don't really <laughs> care about that but i care more about the implications of of how this series ends like it's right. it's very important how the series ends because that sort of tells you what's possible yeah. um and uh and while of course i'm i'm very oh geez oh my god um while i'm very <laughs> um i'm creating an alternate reality right now dustin yes this, you are this, this yeah. feedback <laughs> Lucy. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I think that um, uh, um, while I'm sort of hesitant, like, oh, I, I know what they're doing. I know they're 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 roping people into these subscriptions and they're making this brand even more and more um, uh, of, of a must see. But it's it's working because this is this is interesting storytelling to me, at least. And yeah, um, and I'm, I'm here for it. Yep. So I'm excited. I, I don't know that they just said coming soon. I, I heard some rumor that it would be December, but that's just a rumor. Yeah. But, but yeah, at, at I, this point, I fully expect this to be out before Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes. And I think it'll be before the end of the year. <sighs> Man, I'm ex- I, I'm ready to get my money's worth. Dude. I've been paying for these right. Pixar films and, and this the Proud family and, you know, Disney, yeah. Disney nature for almost a year now. And I, I'm, I'm happy to get the Mandalorian next month. And I'd be really happy as soon as I'm sure it'll be. I'm sure they're not going to cross. They're not going to put these things out at the same time. They're going to put out the Mandalorian and make you want to tune in for ten weeks of that, and then like two weeks later it'll be WandaVision. WandaVision. So yeah. I'm excited to finally have something to look forward to on this platform yeah, because so far, sure. just jack nothing. <laughs> I know we've talked about it before, yeah. But it, you know, it's it, it is one of those things. I mean, you're right. That's why. That's one of the reasons why I purchased. Yep was for the original content and it's been notably lacking. Yeah. All right. Um, speaking of superheroes, let's transition into the first night, the first night of the film, the, the first, first night of the, the film. first night of the film, the first <laughs> film of the night, which uh, is the Netflix uh, film project power. Power. 
power, power, speak a little louder. If there was a pill, I'm you for that money. I'm coming at the power. That could give you five minutes. Spit it so they get it. I'm embedded with the power. A pure power. I'm embedded with the power. Would you take it? Yeah, so this jumped onto my radar um, a, a little while ago, and and you know it's a superhero film. It stars Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So I thought, uh, okay, yeah. I can give that a shot. Sure. Um, so uh, the, the the general plot is we are set in a world where uh, a drug is running rampant on the streets, and this drug, when you take it gives you five minutes of superpower. So essentially like the high last five minutes and you have a superpower for five minutes. Um, it is not a random power. It is whatever it taps into in your DNA. So that may be ice powers or it may be invisibility or it may be super strength. But innately in everybody, this this film posits, we have a a latent superpower in our DNA and this pill brings that out. Hmm. Um, and so, so for five minutes you have a superpower and, um, and because it's an illegal drug, the people who are getting this are, um, overdosing and they are, you know, controlling its, its, um, its sale on the streets and all that kind of stuff. And so the police are trying to stop it, um, but really not doing a great job. And so what you have is Jamie Foxx stepping up and deciding that I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I'm going to find out where this is coming from. So I'm going to go to the low-level dealers and work my way up to whoever is the, the head of this thing, and I'm going to take them out. Um, and of course he has reasons, um, which I won't spoil here, but suffice it to say, um, he has a personal connection to, uh, the, this drug and what, it, what it's doing to people. And so, um, you follow him and Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays a police officer who uses the drug, but uses it to combat people on the drug. Um, so it's, you know, sort of a, a you know, fight fire with fire. Yeah, the performance uh, enhancer. Then, yeah, exactly. It's a performance enhancer for him. Um, and then, you know, in, in his, his, his superpowers and vulnerability. So um, in, in one of his first scenes, uh, there's a bank robber, but, it, but it's it's the same power each time, right? Yes, correct. So, so um, the, the the mystery and the fear is that the first time you do it, you don't know what's going to happen, right? And, and in fact, could, some people who take it just spontaneously combust, combust yeah. and die. So, um, d- does the department sanction JGL's use of? I just they I do can't not. believe I just did that. Okay, so he is he is off the books obtaining correct. this illegal drug. Correct. For a good reason, but for, if but he yeah. has to hide this. He can't just be like, hey guys, I need I need a bunch of this stuff in my office so I can go fight crime. Correct. Interesting. Um, so okay. he, he's invulnerable, right? So like if he gets shot, like it, it, they do a great job because it's not like the bullet bounces off and it's like Superman. Mm-hmm. The bullet hits him yeah. and will leave maybe a scar. Yeah. Right? But it, it doesn't really hurt him. It's like, oh, I've got a headache now. There's but. a photo somewhere in the slideshow I'm going to throw up later for um, on YouTube for this one that, that's got that, that slow-mo picture yeah. of him getting shot in the head. Exactly. Yeah, it's in the trailer, so I think, leaves, too. 
Yeah, it leaves a scar. And I think throughout the film, you'll see his eyes like bloodshot mm. um, because he's just been shot. getting shot in the face um, all the time. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, so and then and then the third main character um, is a character named Robin, played by Dominique Fishback, who um, is sort of a streetwise young dealer. Um, and she has a sick mother and she's using the money to help out her family. Um, so she has noble reasons to do it. It's, you know, a criminal with a heart of gold type thing, but she's a high schooler. She's a kid and she gets wrapped up in this world, um, and kind of goes on this adventure with them. Um, so it's a good premise. Like if, if we're talking about just on the level of concept, I think it's fine. It's, you know, uh, somebody takes a pill in front of you, you don't know what you're about to be up against. Um, is this guy going to be like a human bomb? Is he going to be, uh, uh you know, to burst into flames? Like what, what's going to happen to this person? Does he just get, um, does he just get like kind of sticky, weird skin? Yeah. He's like, nah. yeah. It's like, Oh, nah. gross. Yeah. Sorry. He just turn. He just starts like morphing into a frog. He starts, he um, starts molting. Yes. He's yeah. shedding his skin. Ew. Yes. Oh, gross. gross. Is, I wish I hadn't seen that. I thought you could open the uh, vault. No. <laughs> no, I just, I just shed. Just my collagen. <laughs> <laughs> you just turn into goop and then you can like go through the, 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 like the fence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What um, if you turn into goop, but you can't actually move like, all right, now crawling through. Oh, yes. you're just in a puddle like, oh, you, you okay. just turn into goop and somebody right. else has to pick you up and shove you Sco- into just scoop you in with a little, a little funnel, <laughs> right. pour you into yes. a funnel. Like, yep. <laughs> Guys, I can't do uh, it. I still can't do anything. Still just didn't. Right. I'm just I'm here, but we have to wait five minutes for me to recongeal or, you know, can somebody um, tilt the room so I can run back under the door? <laughs> um, Help. Yeah, man. Please help. Um, JGL is good at tilting rooms, um, or hallways, rather. Oh, got it. Yeah, uh, he can do that. It, yeah, okay. So anyway, uh, it, it, a decent premise, right? But um, ultimately, it doesn't quite deliver on that premise. Um, and the reason I saw this was for the strength of its two main stars, Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, they both do fine here, um, but at the end of the day, they don't have a lot to work with. And and what they do have to work with is kind of formulaic. Like, it's just, it's kind of exactly what you would expect. Um, so neither yeah, one of them are standout Stock roles. powers. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's not a standout role at all. It's just kind of like Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays a cop. Okay. What does he want to do? Stop the bad guys. It's like you, okay. you immediately go to like, these are stock powers and these are sort of stock roles. And so you immediately can think of, all right, well, I know what the set pieces are going to be. It's going to be, yeah. you know, him getting shot a lot and things that would normally kill a regular person or punch, right. being able to take punches and just fight big groups of people. And Jamie Foxx can burn things. Right. Uh, well, actually, we don't know what Jamie Foxx's powers are. Um, but- I saw a picture of him with some heat. Something heat related. I don't know. Okay. Uh, potentially. But no, um, it's better if I'm wrong because I haven't seen this film and I'm, I'm, I very much have just anti spoiled it. So I don't <laughs> right. know. So, um, something, something's going on with the pictures. I don't know. So, something's going on. Okay. Um, but, but look, like at the end of the day, um, the character. So the third main character, Robin, 
um, is is a very very much a wasted character. She is a drug dealer and she's doing her thing for her family and that is fine. We've seen that a million times, but it's fine. Um, but by the end of it, they don't quite know how to wrap up her story. So it almost feels like you could just lift that entire character out of the script and it wouldn't really make much of a difference. You could give that role to Joseph Gordon-Levitt, like everything that she does, give it to him and let it be a buddy movie. And then, it's kind of like lethal weapon with superpowers. Um, and it's, you know, kind of like, uh, it would, I, I don't know, at least be maybe a little more focused. Um, cause there's like a whole side plot where Robin wants to be a rapper when she grows up. And so this, this plays out in essentially two scenes. One is a dream sequence in which her, uh, her teacher is like, are you paying attention to me? And then she's like, uh, no, I was, I don't forget what it was. The setup was like, she was writing lyrics or something. I don't remember. She wasn't paying attention. And then Kids. he was like, well, what do you want to do? And she's like, I'm going to be a rapper. Um, and, and he says, okay, fine. Well then rap for me. Oh, Show me what you that's, got. That's what it's always the rappers want to hear. Yeah. Well rap for me right this second. Rap right now. Especially from like this white, you know, yeah. professor like collegiate looking <laughs> scholar i'll be the judge of that thank you very I'll much i'll be the judge of your rapping yep spit you, those rhymes and tell me about uh tell me how tell me tell me do the do that thing <laughs> spit those rhymes by the way you're wasting my times uh-huh see uh-huh. Mm, i used to think <laughs> i could be a rapper and life and punched me right between the pants <laughs> between the pants right between my pants <laughs> so the, the funny, I had two pair of pants hanging up and life just went right between I, I would it, I would be so I would hate to be the classmate in that scene because like the, she's sitting next to me and she's like I'm gonna be a rapper he's like oh really rap for me and I'm just like please don't I just, oh no can we just finish the class secondly this is gonna be so cringy can you do this after hours would that right, be okay right. with you if I didn't have to sit yep. here I, I I saw there was a clip of a guy on like a like a morning show on 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 TV somewhere in, in Alabama and uh and he was a freestyle rapper and it was a live interview and I'm sure you've seen it. They, oh, I love this! <laughs> they, they, it's like, so good. Oh, go ahead and do the rap. And he's like, years ago they tried to, and he's just kind of like holding that grin like at the camera yeah. and he can't think of anything. And years she, ago they and tried to, and he finally just like, is this live? And she's like, is this mm-hmm. live? Years ago, they and tried then, to, and then she finally, what she do? She finally just says, like, do you want to read something from your book? <laughs> <laughs> and he just goes, just de- so defeated. He, he goes, goes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's a great video. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Um, yeah, look that up, everybody. All right. Uh, so, after the podcast. So, so, so she's, so she, she has aspirations to be a, a rapper. Yeah, exactly. And so, so he, he's like rap for me and you know, the the whole scene plays out. And then there's one other scene where she says the same thing to Jamie Foxx. I want to be a rapper because he's like, you don't need to be selling drugs for your whole life or whatever. And she's like, I'm not, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a rapper. Yeah. And then he says, well then, well then let me hear something. Okay. And then, and then, so she does and she raps for him and he just like looks at her like, okay. (laughs) All right, you're pretty good. Yeah. And and yeah, she's good, but like that's the only two times that this plays into anything. Like I almost expected I don't know, we were going to see her superpower and it was like when she when she raps, 
fire or whatever. Right. Like, it, it, <laughs> oh, I, I, sorry. I thought you meant like 2020 lingo fire. Like it's great. Nah. <laughs> I mean, like, like her her rhymes are straight fire. When she like she she's just rapping and like fires coming out of her mouth. <laughs> when she she spits rhymes and she spits flames. <laughs> when she raps, yeah. it's lit. It's lit. Like, all, like a dragon. Like Aldridge Killian. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it never plays into anything. Like, it, it's so weird. Um, and the movie also kind of, like, really thinks highly of itself. It reminds me of Bright. Oh, no. So, so Bright is... That's the worst thing you could have said. That, <laughs> for those of you that remember Bright, <laughs> it's a movie about um, a couple of cops doing something. I don't even remember. They're, and anyway, yeah. the point is, it's like, look at this cop movie, but it's a, got a twist because it's fantasy. Yeah. This one's like, look at this cop movie, but it's got a twist because one of them's not a cop. Yeah. And, and it's we're gonna, superheroes. We're going to change one thing about, about gritty crime movies but we're not yeah. going to build out that concept too far. Right. You know, it's, it's, and, it's and, like the, the video game you only have unlocked so much of the rest of the map yeah. is just blackness. You right, know, right. You, you can't, you can't even see where the rest of the, the, the game is. Yeah. And, and what's weird is like it, the, the, the premise is great. The concept is great, but it almost holds it back too, because you know, like, okay, let's say somebody pops a pill in front of you. All you have to do is outrun this person for five minutes. Yeah. See ya. You know what I mean? Like that's it. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, they turn into somebody that like shoots laser beams or they shoot needles or whatever. Cool. But, Ooh. uh, but like all you have to do is just hide for five minutes can i also can i also just point out too the invulnerability it's always going to be a part of superhero films because it's a very budget-friendly power it 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 doesn't cost any money just just have your actor unrealistically making it through a fight meanwhile like you know super speed is really hard to do lots of cool powers are really hard to do which is why when you see them done right they're awesome and then when you see tv shows about them it's super like like Luke Cage and Jessica Jones and the Iron yeah. Fists. I mean, hell, they all had really budget friendly powers, and that's why you yeah, see them all the time, and that's why they're yeah. so tired. What's weird about these powers too is they they make the point that all of these powers are derived from like you know I guess vestiges of of animal DNA in our in our system or whatever, and so but but I'm like. They they make a point at one at one point to be like just like the animal I forget what it is I forget the example but it's mm-hmm. like just like this animal can make itself colder so too can we now have ice powers and I'm like that's not how no, that's not how man. it works no that's not how it works in the animal kingdom that's a big like, jump show me, show me an animal that like shoots ice out of out of out of his mouth yeah and then then i'll believe you it's kind it's the it's same science as jurassic park it's like we we've yeah. crossbred this frog with uh this and we made this dinosaur that could do frog things it's like right these these, these biomarkers would never accept each other right right this right. isn't real it, it's so strange and and then um and then there's like the guy like the, one of the first powers you see is a guy who is basically like the human torch he turns uh-huh. into fire okay what's kind of cool about it is it's a realistic take on it because the human torch always just goes flame on yeah he's fire and yeah. then he turns it off and he's just a guy it's fine right but this is like he turns into fire and his skin burns yeah so there's like a little bit of yeah i kind of don't want to take this pill because it's burning my flesh off 
Um, and, and that's kind of cool. It's kind of scary, sure. but like that's, that's the, the, one of the first powers we see in the film and it never reaches that height again of well, like that being man's scary in the hospital, or, Dustin. Yes. <laughs> correct. Only, he can only do it once. <laughs> he can only do it once. Um, but you know, it's, it's so weird. Like just the way that it, it, it unfolds is, is so cliche and formulaic. Um, and, and, and essentially the premise while strong is also the very thing that holds the film back. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, I, I wish it was more of something like maybe if it uh, was more of a superhero movie and used the superhero structure and twisted it in, in interesting ways, then you'd have something cool. Or if it treated itself like a horror movie and these powers are scary, yeah. right? Like, your flesh burning off, then you, it's, it's essentially a monster movie. Um, and if it was a horror movie, then okay, maybe that would be something. Um, or, or anything like, like they could have done a number of things to make this inherently interesting, but instead they never fully let it be a cop movie. They never fully let it be a superhero movie. They never fully let it be a drama or a comedy, despite the fact that Jamie Foxx is good at both and does both in this film. Um, they never really settled on what the film was or what it wanted to be. And then you have like things that are out of left field. Like I was talking about when the teacher says rap for me, well, that's great. And I guess that's a character moment, but so she gets up and she does the rap, but then you find out it was all in her head. And in reality, she's really just sitting there blank faced looking at him. And I'm like, but there's no other moment in the film where there's like a dream sequence like that. So it kind of like defies its own storytelling language. Yeah. And, and it's so convoluted and, and just sort of like a misstep on so many levels. Um, and it's becoming maybe to some it's already here, but it's becoming, um, kind of a cliche to say Netflix films, kind of are just kind of dumpy yeah like yeah like the the phrase dumped on netflix we were afraid that that would be a thing yeah and it's kind of a thing it's worse it's dumped by netflix yeah exactly it's dumping on itself it's just like here you go whatever yeah um you know these two actors yeah and um and okay like i admire that they get high level talent to be in these films right but that's it. They're, they're essentially schlocky B movies. And <laughs> yeah. you know, th- this is no different than like direct to DVD. Um, it sounds like, yeah. And it's no different than like all the, all the nineties movies like samurai cop and Hollywood cop and like <laughs> yeah. all of that. This is just superhero cop, right? right. Only he's not a cop. <laughs> Only one of them is a cop. And, and it just, it, it's just a B movie. Mm-hmm. And, and so I guess if you want something schlocky that you can just kind of turn on and laugh at, yeah, maybe you can get something out of this, but if you're looking for a decent movie and a decent way to spend an hour and 53 minutes, this isn't it. Um, <laughs> so, so I, I can't say that it actually pissed me off because all I can say is that I was so detached from it that I didn't care. Yeah. Um, which is almost in a way worse than, than like, at least with the other, I have a, a like a reaction, but I don't have a reaction here. It's just kind of like this film exists. So I can't give it three stars and say it's fine, but I can't really give it two stars and say it pissed me off. 
or I guess two stars is it didn't really piss it didn't me piss off. You off. I, I guess it didn't piss me off, but not because it's good. It didn't piss yeah. me off because I didn't care. So I guess it's two stars, right. but I almost just want to withdraw all stars from it just on technicality of how detached I was. <laughs> <laughs> you so <you're laughs> so I can't even say negative like it's zero stars. All I can say is it's like non-existent stars. It, it's like you want to give it like one star with an asterisk next to it with that sentence you just said, but you don't yeah. want the asterisk to appear as if it is a second star next to Correct. the first right, one. Right, exactly. It's a big star, little star. Sure. Oh, does that mean half? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I unreview this? Right. Can I unwatch all is my superpower that I can go back in time and stop watching this movie? Wouldn't that be great if 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 your power was like I hated that film and you just Done. okay. I, yep. I got my time back. Or I loved that film. I want to watch it again for the first time. <laughs> oh. Hey, now that's a power. Yep. Huh. What if, what if your what if your power was time travel but you could only time travel for 5 minutes? Because the high only lasts for five minutes. But if your power is time travel, then aren't you, wouldn't you technically be able to travel forever? Because time is, Whoa. time is irrelevant. Whoa. Your high is five minutes, but you could always just return back to the exact second that you left. And then it's like, you could live a million lifetimes in five minutes. Whoa. That, that's, that's your going to poster. You can live a million lifetimes in five minutes. In five minutes. In five minutes. In just five minutes. On Disney. (laughs) Live your entire life in five minutes on Disney. On Disney. The new Disney Channel original movie, Project Time Travel. Project Powerless. Project Power Play. (laughs) Power Buddies on Disney XD. Power Buddies. Power Buddies. (laughs) <laughs> it's just the dog those golden retrievers <laughs> with powers yes can, now that would be a that would be a movie can i have power but with golden retrievers <laughs> yeah power buddies <laughs> air power air power project buddies <laughs> <laughs> okay all right then. all right there you go project power cool we're gonna shift gears 100 percent here <laughs> All right. Um, so I, uh, I I dipped my toe into the controversy pool this time, and um, uh, and uh, I watched a film that has been very much talked about um, uh, in pop culture lately. And so we're gonna we're gonna talk about why that is, and uh, and I did not get the result I expected from seeing this film. So let's talk uh, because we must about cuties. <laughs> Uh, so Cuties is a film that was not produced by Netflix. I want to make that clear. This is not like uh not like um what's it uh Project Power where Project Power. Um you know it's produced by Netflix, but it's uh, and, and dumped as such. But this is this was rather an, indep- an independent film that w- premiered at Sundance and um, was acquired by Netflix for distribution. 
Um, the director and writer is uh, she's she's French. I'm gonna try my best with her name. My mo. My Mona Ducare. Oh wow! See, there you go. That's good. Um, writer, director. This is her debut uh, feature film, and I, uh, I'll quickly try to name. I can't name these actors. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not gonna. I'm. I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, <laughs> so, Cuties is uh, is about. Uh, if, well, and it, it's a French film, so it's it's mignons. Um, but, uh, Americanized that turns out to be cuties and that's the sort of the, the band of girls depicted in the film. So we've got, uh, Amy who has, um, who is a Senegalese, uh, girl and she and her mom and her little brother and the, I can't, I guess the baby's a boy too. I can't remember what gender her, the, the, the third sibling is, but <clears throat> Um, and their mom moved from Senegal to a poor neighborhood in Paris. And um, so they've just come to a new country. And um, it is a film about her sort of rejecting or, or, or escaping her home life as a, as, as a very conservative Muslim uh, upbringing. And uh, Paris is pretty liberal and, um, discovering a way to kind of um, empower herself outside of that. And it stems from this conflict with, um, you find out that the reason that they have moved to Paris is that her dad has taken a new wife and they are preparing, he's going to join them later, but they are preparing their house for him and his new bride, which his mom feel, you know, culturally is expected to help assist with. So she witnesses her mom having to, um, I guess, I guess I'll say lower herself or I guess, I don't know how else to say it. Like it's, it's humiliating, you know, to, to, to feel compelled by your culture, your religion to, to do, to, to, to respond that way to being so, uh, um, I don't even want to insult it as like a, it's too, it's too bad. It's, it's too, it's too soft a word. Um, betrayed, degraded, humiliated by your spouse to then have to say, Oh yeah, I'll just exit the marital bed and I'll prepare it for you and her and many blessings. This is the, you know, this is the will of God. And it's just, it sucks. And so for an 11 year old to witness her mom doing that, that sort of propels her into this, like, I, I can't, I can't, that can't be my life. And everyone's telling me how I'm supposed to grow up and, and be a, you know, and have babies and, and how, when they were, you know, these elders within their, um, their religious group telling her that when they were 11, they were already engaged. And she's just like, <sighs> so it's, it's, it's about a girl caught between, Caught, caught between two worlds and trying to find what her values are, basically. So that's that's the conflict of the story. I'm trying to be very careful about how I set it up. Um, the film is extremely controversial because it is it is a film about and starring minors, eleven year olds, and they are shown to be dancing and dressed provocatively at points in the film. Um, and, um, and that's, that's ruffling some feathers, um, kind of everywhere, I suppose. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about, you know, what that does says about the film, but I wanted to, we wanted to properly set up. That's the plot. 
now I kind of want to talk about the the um, environment surrounding the movie. So, Dustin, would you like to represent um, what's going on with that, basically, if I haven't? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, at, at the end of the day, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head already. It's um, it's a controversial film because it stars minors, and the question is whether or not those minors are sexualized in the film. Um, and you know, I, I think regardless of message, some people are um, are worried that simply by showing what they show, as much as they show, um, it is perpetuating that which it would denounce. And so, um, so I think that there's, um, there, there's backlash just in, in terms of wanting, uh, wanting to draw attention to, um, how we present women and how we present girls, um, to the world. And, 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 um, so, so having said that there has gone as far as, uh, apparently some politicians calling for Netflix to, um, be investigated by the department of justice and prosecuted, um, you know, should they find anything? Um, you know, I, 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 I'm not sure I can't, I can't, speak to what they would find or what they would be even looking for other than to say that there is a strong contingent of people who are upset by this and 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 essentially want to make sure that n- nothing inappropriate happened and that um and that if indeed it appears that uh regardless of onset life that if the camera or its director um, sexualized these girls in terms of what they were asked to do, the way they were asked to behave, and the way that the camera uh, documented that behavior, um, that just its very nature of that, regardless of its onset, you know, safety practices and blah, 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 um, the very nature of it makes it uh, questionable. And so, and so I think that that's, that's the big question being asked right now. And that's the, the, the bulk of the controversy. Um, and the controversy started when Netflix themselves released a trailer, which they then walked back saying it does not represent the film, but it was a trailer that, um, I think it was a poster. It it was a poster. Yeah. And, and, and I think a trailer too, at at some point, but, but I know, yeah, you're right. I know it was a poster. Um, and, and that they, they walked that back and said it was a, it was a, a mistake to release the poster. It was yeah. a poster of young girls dressed. Uh, they were dressed, in, in, posed, and 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 like looking provocatively and seductive and, 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 product- and, and provocative. And even people who had seen the film were like, "That's not. That's antithetical to the film's message. They should take that down." Like it, it was uni- universally right. Um, uh, opposed. Right. So, so I guess the the, the question is. In, in in doing what they did and yeah. how they marketed and how they advertised, uh, did Netflix sexualize and sell these eleven year old girls on their sex appeal, um, which of course is is tantamount to uh, 
well, a lot of things. Yeah. And so, uh, so, so that that's the question. That's the question on everybody's minds. Um, and there, there are a lot of people who have watched the film who have said that that's like you said, not at all what the film is about. Um, but the question remains, regardless of the film's message, yeah. um, a, a, a director should be aware of how he or she is presenting the material so that it does not counteract the message they're sending. And so there's a contingent of people that believe that in presenting what was presented as explicitly as it was, she, uh, uh, Ducare actually undermines her own intention. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I haven't seen it. I don't know. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to let you discuss more of the film's effectiveness. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and, and it doesn't even have to be in regards to the points brought up by uh, the concerned people, but, but rather... Is the film effective in what it tries to do um, through through your eyes and how you digested it? Um, so, yeah, again, I can't talk about it. All I can say is that's the controversy. That's yeah. the bulk of it. Um, and and I think uh, even if you haven't seen it, it, it's it's a valid question to ask because the poster, the trailer, the marketing materials leads you to wonder what what does this film actually contain and if it makes you uncomfortable just to look at a poster then the chances of you watching the film are probably going to be pretty low because that's what the poster that's what marketing material is supposed to do is to make you want to see it um and so anyway all that said again that's all i can go on is what the marketing material is um so so i i think what we wanted to do is at least just just acknowledge that there is there's some controversy happening around the film yeah. to a degree that I don't remember around any other film. I can't think of um, any. I can't think of anything like this to, yeah. to call for the Department of Justice to to start an investigation about this. I right. mean, I, I've never heard of this. So it, it's it's murky waters. And so, you know, um, I, I, don't, I don't know whether it, it would be appropriate for us to keep you guys updated going forward on, on where this goes, but just know that the information is out there. You guys can seek that out if you want to. Um, and, and, you know, if you're, if you're so inclined, you can follow the story. Yeah. Um, we'll see where it goes. It may go somewhere. It may go nowhere. But, um, but if that interests you, then, you know, Google's your best friend. Yeah. Um. I'm not sure where to begin. I, I guess I want to say a few more points about the what's going on around it before I talk sure. about the film. Um, there's a there's there was a Washington Post um, op-ed written by the director um, to address a couple of a couple of things. Mostly, it was just to to plead the case of like this is what I was trying to do with the movie, and um, so there's it contains a few a few pieces of information that are, I think are relevant for people to hear. So I'll read some of it, but it's linked in the show notes. Um, like most 11 and 12 year old, like most 11 and 12 year olds, our actors in the film had already seen these types of dances and more. Despite this during filming, we were extremely mindful of their age. A trained counselor was present on set. There was no nudity except for a one second shot in which the main characters see the exposed breast of an actress who is over 18 while watching a video of a dancer teen on a grainy mobile screen. The project was even approved by the French government's child protection, child protection authorities. Um, 
The film is my own story. All my life, I have juggled two cultures, Senegalese and French. As a result, people often ask me about the oppression of women in more traditional societies. And I always ask, but isn't the objectification of women's bodies in Western Europe and the United States another kind of oppression? When girls feel so judged at such a young age, how much freedom will they ever truly have in life? So... I felt the need to to read that because I I'll say this if it, let's say that investigation does reach some conclusion about that I don't believe that this director intended if there was anything that happened you know if 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 they were presented in such a way it's certainly not intentional so that wouldn't that wouldn't make it okay but I'm just I'm gonna start from there I'm gonna work my way back um so. There's that. Um, I I do think it's hard to. It's probably the grayest area there's going to be on a subject in a film, and whether or not that that was it's lawful to show. Um, I f- f- at least from where I'm sitting. So I'll say this. So we, my wife and I both watched this movie together, and. Um, I think we both would agree that it's extremely effective in its message of um, why this type of um, culture around social media and young girls is extremely bad and extremely dangerous and um, harmful to them. Um, And, you know, I, I have kids and one of my kids is a a girl and I was so scared watching the movie I was I kept thinking like I kept thinking of the social pressures as if they don't have enough to worry about having kids or having a daughter but like I kept thinking like I, I, all I kept thinking of was like, was how, how, how long will it be till I allow my kid to have a phone or to have, or to be on social media? And it's a real issue that parents face. And especially like I, it horrifies me to think that my kid would be on the internet at 11 because here's what I think the film does effectively. And I think that some people on, on, in certain areas of this uh, aren't understanding. I think people are in denial about what kids are exposed to. And I think that, I think that this is a difficult reality for people to accept. And I think that this is the function of film, which is to show people like, Hey, by the way, this is happening. And we're going to tell you a story about this thing that's actually happening, um, through the eyes of these characters so that you can digest it a little bit better and then maybe you want to do something about it. So for me, this was extremely effective in that way. And I think that no matter where where the conversation around this movie goes, it's done a net positive to society because it has it has it should um, bring more people's attention to like. It, I think everyone agrees like, well, not everyone. I think most people agree sex trafficking is bad and child porn is bad and, 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 and the exploitation of children is evil. Um, I think that most people don't think of social media and the internet in general as playing any part in that. They just sort of pretend that social media is just great and, and, and whatever, man. And I think that, even people who aren't out, out there actually kidnapping and selling kids and, and doing stuff that's extremely horrible. And um, I think that people don't consider just the social pressure 
around acceptance and um and and um girls bodies and girls behavior um in order to obtain acceptance i don't think people see that general thing that happens in society as anything like unnatural and i think that's a problem and i think that that's the biggest problem that the movie unearths is like there's no there's no sexual exploitation in the film the characters aren't exploring their sexuality um there is no actual sex in the movie um there's no like antagonist who is pushing them to sexual things it's it's 100 percent a girl amy amy falls you know notices one of her neighbors one of the cuties one of her neighbors angelica i think her name is dancing to pop music so she she obtains a phone basically films them dancing learns their dance moves so she can fill in when one of their friends has a falling out and then kind of ingratiates herself with them and then goes on the internet and keeps looking at more and more videos like what are other people doing to get more likes and then it's these really really like sexualized you know um a lot more racy kinds of dances like twerking and stuff like that and so she learns them and then she teaches them how to do it and then so that she perpetuates this cycle and she throws herself more and more into it as her home life gets worse and worse the, the closer and closer they get to her father's wedding the more and more she's diving into this and then they're wearing makeup and she's stealing money from her mom and so the more when people who haven't seen the film talk about this just being this smut that that's going to, um, you know, trigger uh, child molesters. I, I sort of liken that, I guess I, I, I equate that to violence in movies, like people who like seeing violence in films or maybe there's people who love hate crimes. And they're, so they're going to go watch movies about slavery because they like seeing black people get whipped and which is also bad and and would be a sadistic thing to do but i'm 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 sure it happens to an extent and i think that if people are going to watch this movie especially be titillated i hope those people are found and corrected um but i think that the i think that that's not a lot of people i hope that's not a lot of people um and i think that more people more reasonably minded people would watch the film and come away with it with I did, which is wow. Like society itself plays a huge role in what makes girls feel like this and what makes, um, what makes kids, young girls feel like they have to go to these links to be liked. And the film is actually really good is actually really good about not being just like, Oh, this is because of men. It's like there's shots and whenever people react to them dancing, it's always a mixed bag and it's sometimes there's shots of guys. Sometimes there's shots of older women, parents, other peers. And so it's very careful to not just make one thing, the problem, like it's not just about the, not just about the male gaze. It's not just about modern society. It's not just about the disapproval of more conservative groups. It's about how these girls don't understand what they're doing. They're talking about, they, they, they talk about sex the way that 11 and 12 year olds are aware of it, but are clearly not educated at all about it. Um, and that's part of what is supposed to make you uncomfortable about the film is that these are children who are being forced by 
society or being encouraged by society or pressured by society to become women way too soon. And for Amy, it's not just about it. She's choosing that because she has some measure of control over it for a while, at least, because in her home life, she has no control over growing up too fast. You're 11. When I was your age, I was engaged and my husband was a this person and um, and and um, you're going to have babies and all this stuff. And so for her, it's like, well, if I'm going to if I'm going to have to grow up too fast, I want some me- measure of I want my hand on the wheel. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, it's, it's really strange because like I have had no desire when I, like when I sat down to watch this movie to come out and be like a voice for it. But I will say that I find it odd that, that it's being, first of all, I find it odd that anyone who's, who's never seen a film has like a detailed opinion about a film because to me, and that's just like, when people, when my friends told me like, oh, I think the film's terrible. I kept thinking like, I, I'm not going to comment. I don't want to comment on this because it sounds like the intention behind it makes sense to what art is supposed to be. I don't, I don't think that that's so, that that's so weird. I mean, it, it would be weird if you're trying to judge whether the film is effective or whether it's got good cinematography or editing or, or something specific. Yeah. You need to see the, the full film. Um, but, but I think, I think, if what you're reacting to is purely the visual content or just the content in general, then I I think that that's, I think that even just by a trailer, you can, you can get a feel for whether or not this is something that is interesting to you or disinteresting or even disgusting, um, based on just having seen, you know, two and a half minutes of, of visuals from it. Um, but, but I would agree with you that, if if you're talking about critiquing a film, it would be helpful to see the film. Um, if you're talking about trying to decide if the content is objectionable, I don't think you have to see the film. I, I, I think that that can, that can be a, that can be apparent from any length of of watching. So I found I found the film effective um, as a parent. And as a parent of a daughter, um, and I, I've seen, I, of course I, I read like some Facebook comments and stuff and, you know, other things here and there about it. Um, I think, I think I, I want to put a few things to bed, not for you. Cause I know you don't think this, but there, there are people who are talking <laughs> about like kids, like, you know, like, Oh, you know, kids would see this and it would encourage them to act like this. This is not a film for children. This is right. not a film for children. Children should not see this film. 100% right. period. So if anyone listening thinks that that's, you know, nope, no. Yeah. This is a film for adults. I don't even think, I, I think that, I think, all right, I, you need to tell me this on the fly, Dustin. Okay. Should I, should, 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 um, I, I, I responded positively to this film because the, 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 the message became, was affecting to me by the time it was over. And I thought sure. that I felt that the ending, the way the film ends ultimately, you know, I'll, I'll spoil this for people. It is a rebuke of this behavior. This character, mm-hmm. this character is very much shown to be making bad choices during this whole thing. And yeah. when, by the time the film ends, it ends very, very cathartically and, um, and I would say beautifully. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't want to, maybe I'll stop short of recommending it to anybody. Cause mm-hmm. you know, but I'll say if you are, if you are, 
if you're a parent and you are curious about this film, um, I think that it might resonate to you more than if you have no kids and you would see this film. Um, I think that um, it can be resonant for people without kids if you're passionate about the issue of exploitation of minors. But I could just as easily argue that if you're already passionate about the issue, then you don't need to see the film because you are awake to this issue, you know, and not that I wasn't awake to the issue, but I think that I sat down to watch a film that people were talking about and I was just thinking, okay, like, and there were times where like it, it, it did make me uncomfortable, but I felt that every bit of discomfort in the film was intentional and it was not made for me to enjoy. It was made for me to cringe at. It's very cringy. And because you're watching little girls pretending to be grown women and, and that should make you, that should make anyone who watches it uncomfortable. Um, I, I will never watch this film again. Um, I saw it. I understood it. I, I thought it was well done. Um, message received. <laughs> um, sure. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I guess I wanted to, to point that out, especially. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I felt that this film was ultimately a force for good, um, for this issue, I suppose. And, um, but again, I, I also want to come back and say everyone, everyone, everyone is entitled to their opinion. And if you, again, I think that I, I think the film is meant to make you uncomfortable, so that you will see the situation objectively as, as a mature adult who knows this behavior is wrong and or harmful. Um, but that same aversion to seeing minors dancing is what makes you not a creeper and is that same mm-hmm. aversion to the subject matter is what makes you not in need of seeing this material. But... I think that if you are artistically minded and you want to see a film that, I don't know, does start a conversation, you know, you can make your own decisions about whether you want to, you know, take the plunge and watch this thing. So would I call it a must see for anybody? Nope. Nope. I would, (laughs) I would, I'm not going to say that. Um, but I found it well crafted, well told, heartfelt, um, um, conversation starting, um, illuminating. Um, and I found it well-intentioned and ultimately a sweet story, um, especially between Amy and her mom and, and, what, how ultimately her mom chooses to respond to all this behavior. And I'm going to give you a hint. It's not by endorsing it. Her mother does not approve of this and that never changes. Um, God, I feel like I'm implying that someone does. So I, 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 God, just, I feel this <laughs> strong urge to just tell everyone how it ends so that they don't, you know, right. but I'm not going to, um, I just want to say that, uh, um, it's not, it's not, it's not this film from the abyss that's 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 a dog whistle or that's meant to be a dog whistle for um, predators. So um, I just uh, I don't know. It's really hard. It's really hard to to 
for films like this to exist because on the one hand, like I'm, I, I'm certainly not going to die on this hill, you know, about how pe- everyone should see cuties and it's, it, you know, it's not what it, people think it is, but I don't think it's what people are saying it is. Um, and, uh, I, I'm worried about the precedent we're going to set about here's a film that tackles a difficult issue. And instead of talking about the difficult issue, we're going to censor that person and that film and that, you know, and I do worry about that. But even then I can play devil's advocate and say, yeah, but this, this is a very specific case where we're dealing with probably the most sensitive cultural topic that there probably is. Um, right. Yeah. And I or, think, or in that area, you know, in, in that area. Yeah. I, I, I certainly think that, you know, if, this is up to the individual to choose how they're going to react to this film, um, how they're going to digest it. Um, like you've already said, I mean, you probably have already made up your mind about this film before you sit down to watch it or before you decide to boycott it or whatever it is that you're going to do. And, and, and I think like you said, I mean, everyone's entitled their opinion. Everybody's welcome here to our show for this conversation where, you know, I think we want you to, to at least take away that your opinion is, is valid. And, um, and, and we're not going to jump to a conclusion. Like, uh, if, if you watch it, you're bad. And if you don't watch it, you hate art. Um, we're not, we're not going to jump to any kind of conclusions like that. Um, uh, and, and, you know, if you're, if you're one of those people that sees, uh, the film for its, its themes and its messages and, and what it's, what it's saying, um, as, as a film whole, um, when, when, when completely, uh, viewed, um, then that's great. And if you look at it and say, look, I don't care what the conditions were on set. I think that the outcome is gross to look at. Um, you know, the same way that if, if you saw a photo that made you uncomfortable of somebody, it doesn't matter what the conditions were on set or who gave you that photo. What matters is that the photo is gross. If, if you're one of those people and I'm more there, but if, if you're one of those people, then, then I think that that's, that's where I think that that's just where you are. And, and, and that's okay. Um, and, and in this particular issue, I think what we all want to know is, uh, is that children are safe, that children are taken care of and that, uh, and that they are not sexualized, whether for a film or otherwise, um, and whether for a well-intentioned film or otherwise. Um, and I think, I think what we can all agree on is that, you know, we, we just want to make sure that, that kids are okay. And I think that that's the point the film is trying to make. And it's up to you as an individual, as a receiver of the content to decide whether or not that message is effective or whether or not it's not effective. Um, so, um, barring my poor grammar skills there, um, uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I appreciate the discourse and it's not, right. it's not every day we talk about movies. So it's not every day that we talk about something that has very like large implications on, yeah. on culture and on politics and on everything. Um, because mostly what we talk about is whether or not, uh, 
whether or not Wanda is creating a vision in her mind or not. Um, like, yeah. and, and, and it's escapism and, and all of that. But, um, but we, we appreciate you guys hearing it, hearing us talk about it. And we, we want to hear from you and, uh, and we want to know, uh, we're, I think I'm going to follow the story. I'm going to figure out, you know, yeah. where this goes, but, but all in all, um, you know, I, I don't think, I don't think we're so different. I think, I think we all want to make sure that kids are okay. Yeah. I think, I think that, that to me, that what I, to me, the, the film is, a, is about, is, is about how this is not an outcome we want for kids and nowhere near this age. And so I, I think that the film itself supports the safety of minors. And of course, if I felt it didn't, I would, first of all, I would never even tell anybody I'd seen it. I would, I would have told you, Dustin, but I would have been like, Hey, <laughs> that's a bad, bad film. Actually, no, I would have, I would have been like, Hey, I watched it. I thought it was going to be artistically, you know, had meritorious. Turns out mm-hmm. it was garbage and you shouldn't see it. And I would have come right. on here and said that too. Um, yeah. I just, just here doing what I do, which is, um, I have an opinion that seems to be contradictory yeah. to, uh, most of my, most of my immediate peer group. And I felt the need <laughs> to talk about it anyways, sure. because well, and, I hate myself. And, so. it, <laughs> and in the nature of full disclosure, um, movies, m- movies that star kids, but are adult in nature yeah. are hard for me to watch in general. They're um, hard, they're I, hard I generally liked mid nineties, but it's, I will never watch it again. Yeah. And it made me almost sick throughout the film. What, what the, the children, what the child in that film, um, yeah. encounters the same for, and uh, uh, it's tough. Oh God. The, um, honey boy, honey boy, yeah. honey boy, the same, same, the same thing. And that, that yeah. film has actual, you know, t- 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 borderline sexual content in there. More just right, like sure. weird, creepy stuff, but it's not, you know, it's, it's yeah, not, yeah. it's not that. Right. You know? And so, so yeah, I mean, it, that, that's admittedly tough for me. It is hard um, to watch. And it, so, it should be so, hard to watch because most of the time those films are showing you like, this is a rough way to grow up, or this is a very bad way to grow up, or this yeah, is, yeah. you know, it, you're, you're meant to evoke either sympathy for a character for, for going through that sort of emotional um, yeah. Uh, obstacle or obstacles. And, and I, yeah. And I, and I think, I think the, the question is like, like we said is, is how effective is it? And, and I would add maybe does it implicate the audience? Yeah. Um, you know, because if you're talking about making the audience cringe or feel uncomfortable because you should feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. that can be effective. It can also cross the line. Um, and so, and so again, yeah, this is up to the receiver. This is up to the audience. Um, and, and you know, the, the, the question I think on everybody's lips is did the filmmaker do everything in her power to, uh, present this, appropriately um because you can make a film about any subject matter and if presented well it 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 will do what it's supposed to do yeah um and and there's certainly ways to imply things and put bugs in audiences minds without being explicit and so you know it's a give and take and uh and and again you know if you're if you're going to judge this film on that um, you know, that, that's going to be up to you to do that. Yeah. And, and I don't want to be the person who's going to do the slippery slope argument. Like, well, at first it's going to be this. Fil- I do think that this film is probably the rarest and, and most extreme case of, 
of something that could be reasonably argued as as artistic and meritorious and you know and and also argued as maybe crossing the line you know i don't think sure. any film like we said at the beginning of this discussion i don't think any film that we can think of in recent memory has come across that it has, deals with a subject this you know culturally sensitive um but also with with the intention of of condemning it and um and wanting people to take steps to prevent it from happening in their communities um yeah. and yeah. and it, it's it's unique i think it's unprecedented Sure. Like many things in 2020, this is an unprecedented yeah. um, thing that's that hap- that's happened with this movie. Um, yeah, totally. And so I think it's. I, I don't think. Here's what I don't want to do. I don't want to. I don't want anyone to judge anyone on e- either side of the argument. The only people I want to judge are are people who actually have the exploitation in their hearts, and um, the people who are obviously out there doing terrible things to children. Yeah. Um, but, but when people are sitting down to watch a film where they want an issue talked about, those people have good intentions and those people want to see a problem eradicated and a, a good story told well. And I do think this is a good story told well. Um, and I, um, yeah, I certainly don't want to be judged for that, but, uh, sure. I, again, I never want to see this film again. I don't want my daughter to ever see this film and I don't want this life for any child in the entire world. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and that's, uh, you know, but, uh, yeah, that's cuties. Uh, and that's our lighthearted <laughs> podcast. Watch, watch at your, watch at your own discretion, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Woo. Woo. I'm sweating, Dustin. You're <laughs> I'm sweating. Well, I've never sweating, I've man? never done so much verbal dancing in my life. I, it's 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 really it's choose my words carefully is not something I'm good at. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That might be the most serious discourse I've ever had on this show. <laughs> It might be. Let's uh, let's just promise next week we're going to talk about which which Star Wars movies worst. Next week we're going to twist all of them. Next week we're going to talk about Rocky two and three. Actually, yeah. So that'll be very fun. Um, Serious too, but but fun and light. And uh, and and I, uh, God willing, we'll never speak about this film again. (laughs) So. yeah anyone anyway yeah thank thanks everyone for listening and um for giving us the floor here to uh discuss this so um just wanted to present some perspective we wanted everyone to be represented in the in the discussion and we want to be fair to everyone's um everyone's experience and everyone's viewpoint so um yeah man there's that okay dustin Oopa. that's it my friend all right Fiend. let's get out of here all right goodbye everybody Goodbye, everybody.